All right. <laughs> so now that that's taken care of, okay. Um, thank you guys for coming out here on this really rainy Sunday night. Um, would you please just bow with me and we'll pray over um, the scripture that I'm about to share with you guys. So please bow. Dear God, thank you for this day and just all the blessings that you've given us, God. Thank you for just the opportunity that we have to be in your house tonight, God, to just worship you, God. God, I pray that you would be with this, um, this word that I'm about to um, bring, God. I pray that these words would be your words and not mine, God. Um, and uh, God, help me to, um, to take the words that I'm speaking into practice in my own life, God. Um, and I pray all of these things in your precious son's name. Amen. So, I'm pleased to inform you that it is now 625, and you will be out of here soon. So, you're welcome. So, um, I'm going to ask you guys, we're going to be dealing with, like, the Great Commission. And can I ask you guys to turn there? It's Matthew 28, the last part of Matthew 28. I know you're probably thinking, I've heard this 700 times. Um, but I just think it's really nice to get a little reminder of like what we're expected of as followers of Christ. Um, and this is something that I've really been struggling with recently in my own life. And I'm about to share a little bit um, of that with you right now. Um, uh, okay. So being home from... By the way, excuse me if I read some of this. I wrote it down word for word like exactly how I wanted to say the first part. So excuse me. Um, Being home from college has allowed me to reconnect with some of my friends from high school. And I'm still really close to a group of about five friends, and we spend a lot of time together. And I want to start by sharing one of my recent experiences with you, um, with one of those friends. So me and my friends, we really like frozen yogurt. That's one thing we have in common. And as you know, there's no frozen yogurt place in Harrisburg, so we make frequent trips to Marion. Um, And during one of these trips, my friend and I came to a stop at the intersection by Fazoli's. And um, there was a group of people there at the corner um, singing hymns and holding signs that read, like, honk if you love Jesus and stuff like that. I assume they were doing some type of outreach there. Um, I do love Jesus, so I honked. Um, My friend sitting in the passenger seat, um, she then said something about how she found people talking about Jesus on street corners really annoying. And I just, I just kind of kept silent. I didn't really say anything about it. And uh, she said, you're the only person I would listen to and take seriously talking about Jesus. And I kind of got really quiet. <laughs> my heart dropped and my mind began filling with thoughts and questions. Did she really say what I think she just said? I know I had shared the gospel with her many times before, but I don't think she had given her life to Christ to my knowledge. She then told me out loud what I had known deep down for a long time. She's my friend, and making sure that she knows how much God loves her and how much he wants a relationship with her is my personal responsibility. I don't know if you guys have ever had a moment like that where someone audibly just told you, like, you're the only person that I would trust to talk to about Jesus. I don't know if you have, but it's really frightening and really scary. So, um... When I got home, I was still thinking about what she had said, and I began to think about all of the people I I know and who I come into contact with all the time who I don't really know if they follow Jesus. Um, I realize that God has called us to share the gospel with them, but why don't we? I mean, I believe it's because we often overlook those we spend a lot of time with. And, um, well, I, at least, 
I guess I become kind of not accepting, but accustomed, I guess, to their sin. And I kind of just like, after telling them multiple times and getting no response, I just kind of like put that on the back burner, like, okay, well, I mean, I'm not going to stop hanging out with them, I guess. But um, so I want to share with you um, Acts 1.8. It says, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Um, So this kind of divides the people that we come into contact with or the people that we should be reaching out to into three categories. Um, Jerusalem, which I believe is those that we come into contact with on a regular basis, kind of like our our home, I guess, Harrisburg, I guess. Um, Judea and Samaria would be more like our country and like our state and uh, to the ends of the world, obviously, like all of the all of the countries and internationally. And here at Dorseville, I've had the opportunity to go on many foreign mission trips and also like mission trips just around the state. So I feel like we really place an emphasis on um, going and sharing the gospel. And that's, that's really great. But I, at least I personally, I feel like there's kind of a disconnect in sharing the gospel with those I come into contact with on a daily basis. Um, uh, so I could be doing much better in my Jerusalem. Like... Where, where I, when I spend time with my friends, those who I'm not really sure if they really do follow Christ, or, um, or just those that I see running around on a regular basis. Um, so I'm sure you've heard this message before, but I think it's good to be reminded of what Jesus expects of us every day. And tonight we'll look specifically at the Great Commission. So um, let's go ahead and start there. I'll, just, I'll read the whole thing. Um, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, <clears throat> baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the very end of the age. So again, as I said before, I'm definitely not trying to criticize anything. I'm speaking to myself tonight. Whoops. Um, I'm speaking to myself tonight above, um, above anything. Um, uh, so we'll, we'll go ahead and start with the first part, which is Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, And I'm going to start specifically with the phrase, go therefore and make disciples. So this is Jesus talking to the disciples. Um, in case you didn't know that, um, <laughs> this is Jesus talking. He starts with the word go. And like, I like how he isn't specific in where he wants us to go. So I take that as meaning like wherever you go. You need to be doing this wherever you go. Um, whether that be like, foreign mission trips or um, or like in our state or just wherever you go like on a daily basis um, so the next word is therefore and if you've heard Dwayne speak any at all <laughs> he, he likes the phrase when you see the word therefore you got to look and see what it's there for so um, I believe this word therefore is referring to the last part of verse 18 if you want to look and Jesus says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So we need, to make, we need to do this. We need to make disciples because Jesus holds all authority in heaven and on earth. He is ultimately the one that will judge us when we die. And he, has, he should be the ruler of our life. Um, so we need to train others to follow him as well. Um, the phrase make disciples is next. Um, Jesus will go on and tell us what it means to make disciples later. But um, I really personally like how he doesn't just say, like, go and tell people about me. Tell people how great of a guy I am. Um, No, he wants a commitment. He wants people to be discipled. 
and he wants uh, other followers to pour into the lives of new believers so that they can also share, share, um, share the gospel. Um, uh, part of making disciples, I think, that's really important is making sure we share the true gospel. Um, at school, at Union, which is a Christian university, I feel like it's easy to just assume that everyone believes the same gospel that I do. And I've found time and time again that that is not the case. There, I run into people at school as well as here in Harrisburg that still have kind of a, a works-based gospel like at the core. They think they can go to church and they'll be fine or they can be good enough and they'll be okay. And part of making disciples is is telling them, like, no, that's not... Jesus didn't die so you could be a good person. Jesus... Well, I mean, kind of. But anyway, um, no, that's not, that's, not what, that's not what Jesus has saved you from. Like, I don't know. Um, just a thought. Uh, and also, like, the prosperity gospel. I feel like that's also a really popular one. Maybe not so much around here. But um, like TV preachers and stuff, they're all the time saying, oh, just, just believe in God and he'll grant your wildest dreams and stuff like that. And we need to make sure that that's not the gospel that, that we are spreading and that w- people are putting their faith into because that's an empty gospel. That's not going to do anything. Um, that just leads to a lot of disappointment. Um, so then we'll move on to the phrase, um, of all nations... This is a really, really hard phrase, and it gets a little uncomfortable. Um, this means that we need to make disciples for, of everyone. So, um, not just the people that we identify with. And that's where I think it gets a little hairy. Because um, I don't know about you, but sometimes I have a hard time even talking to people that I don't, that I feel uncomfortable around, or I don't, um, or I don't, um, agree with. Um, and a popular example of this that's prevalent in our culture today is, um, is um, Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, yesterday I read an article about a pastor from a Baptist church in Arizona named Stephen Anderson, and he shared that he is now praying that God would kill Jenner and send her to hell. Um, I don't know, I don't think anyone in here is quite to that level um, Hopefully not. We can talk afterwards. Um, but that is, that is the complete opposite of everything that Christ has called us to do. Um, uh, so I don't think anyone here... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I pray that we wouldn't forget those people that we don't feel comfortable around. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't want anyone to go to hell because I was too uncomfortable to tell them about Christ. I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone would be okay with that. And I know it's easy to say, "Oh, well, someone else can tell them." Like that's not going to be me. But the truth is, like, if we don't tell those kind of people, no one will. And that's really sad. And that makes me. That makes me very sad. Um, uh, and okay, we'll move on to the next phrase, I guess. Um, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, we just got to witness a baptism just then. I don't know if you, y'all were paying attention, but um, <laughs> we just witnessed that. And that's the first step in making a disciple. That's kind of the first thing on the list that, um, that Christ is saying here. 
the act of, this act of obedience, it just kind of symbolizes that you're dying to yourself and you're following Jesus and you're now a living sacrifice. Um, and we're baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit because we can only be saved by grace through faith by the sacrifice that Jesus made. So the, that's the only way that we are saved is through this Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, now we'll move into like verse 20. And that starts with teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. I think this is so, so, so important. And I think sometimes the ball is kind of dropped in this area. Um, so I think at big rallies and stuff, I know being in the youth group, we go to a lot of really big seminars and stuff with like thousands of people. And those are really great. Please don't get me wrong in saying that those are not a good thing because they really are. Um, but people are really urged to give their, life to, their lives to Christ, which again is awesome, really great. The problem is there's no follow-up from that. So after, after these kids or adults, I guess, there's conventions for adults too, um, after they give their lives to Christ and they're like, yes, I'm a Christian now, and then there's, there's no instruction given afterwards, and it's just kind of, they kind of fall flat as, as I think anyone would. Um, so the year after a new Christian has given their, their life to Christ is possibly one of the most vulnerable years in their lives. Um, during this time, they should be trained regularly and surrounded by strong followers of Christ. And this step is where we make disciples. Disciples aren't made by getting people saved and then baptized. Disciples are made by training them up in the way that they should go. Um, once they receive training, then those, those can go out and disciple others and that's, that's how the church is supposed to work. That's how all of this is supposed to work. So um, I think it's really important that we keep that in mind, even in our day-to-day -day lives. Um, the next word is probably one of my favorites in this entire, in this entire section. Um, and it's remember, the word remember. Um, Jesus puts this word in here, and it just tells me that he knows it's going to be tough. He knows that it's going to be hard, and I'm going to want to give up. And when I, don't want to, when I don't want to go through the struggle of what I have been commanded to do, and when I feel like I just want to quit right then, he tells me to remember. And then the next phrase, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Um, this is what should give Christians the urge to persevere in the midst of hardships, because we will face hardships. Like, no one has ever said that this is going to be easy, and if they had, they lied. So... Um, this, we need to persevere because of this phrase in the midst of hardship and feelings of hopelessness and just know that Jesus will always be with us no matter what. There's nothing we can do that will make Jesus just say, oh, just kidding, you're on your own. And I'm really thankful for that. Um, so I, I stand before you tonight to tell you that I personally, I've failed. I've failed to fulfill my duties as a follower of Christ, and I've neglected friends who are depending on me to continually share the gospel with them. And I've become lazy about sharing Jesus with people by taking the easy way of assuming they've already heard. I think it's really easy, like, especially around here in kind of a small town, to just assume that those, that those we come into contact with either are Christians or have said that they don't want to be Christians, and that we kind of use that as an excuse to stop sharing the gospel and that's, that's not the way we should be taking it all. Um, and 
Um, personally, I need to take this opportunity to regroup and refocus my mission here on earth. This is why God put all of us here to go and make disciples. This should be our daily mission. We should wake up in the morning and be like, hey, how am I going to make a disciple today? How can, I, how, can I win, how can I reach people for Christ? So I'm just going to go ahead and um, read the Great Commission one more time. And um, I hope that you would read it aloud with me, just as kind of like, kind of like uh, our mission, like what we are, are deciding to do just taking that step of action toward that. And I hope that, and pray that you would take this opportunity with me. I hope you will join me in refocusing on what Jesus has commanded of each of us. And remember that Jesus will always be with us, even when we're feeling like a failure and when we're feeling like we're doing all right. Um, I hope that we will spur each other on in the gospel of Jesus and sharing that with everyone we com- come into contact with. For remember, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. So I feel like this community that we have at church, this should be our place where we can like share our concerns and also just spur each other on and encourage each other. Um, so if you would, just read that aloud with me, please. Starting, um, starting in verse 19. Um, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Um, Please join me in praying that God would give us the strength and the courage to live for Him in our daily lives. Dear God, just thank you for this day, God. Thank you for just um, this, this kind of challenge that you've given us, God. Thank you for your instruction on how to live our lives, God. I pray that you would give us the strength and the courage, God, to, to share your word, to share your gospel with people that we come into contact with, God, even though it may be uncomfortable, even though it may be, um, we might think it's not, it's not the right time, or we might just, just not want to do it, God. I pray that you would give us the strength and the courage and um, the motivation to share your gospel, God. And um, we know your word will not come back void, God. And um, I pray that you be with each and every person in here, God, myself included, and help us to just hold each other accountable to this, God. I pray that you would um, use this moment to uh, just just refocus our minds, God, on what you want us to, to be about, God. And uh, we love you and we praise you, God, and may we glorify you in everything that we do, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.